If more students like like you and I became more interested in um, sort of just taking initiative and doing something for the good of society, I think is something I would like to see. Anything is possible if you believe in yourself and have the passion to do it. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, So She Can Speak. We're so happy and excited to have a guest on today's episode. I'm your host, Alyssa Montague-Gidu, and I'll have our guests for today introduce themselves. Okay, so hello, I'm Natalie Magnus. I'm a Malaysian 17-year-old living in Qatar, and I've just graduated from high school, and I'll be attending university in the UK starting this September to study the human sciences. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Natalie. Could you please share a little bit more about yourself and your story? Mm -hmm, sure, of course. So um, I've grown up in Qatar my entire life. So I moved here when I was four and growing up here has exposed me to such a multitude of cultures and backgrounds because Qatar is such a diverse place with people from pretty much every nationality. So that has definitely shaped me into who I am and made me re like really appreciate the process of connecting with others and breaking down barriers of different cultures or languages. So that's one aspect of myself that I think is a really big part of my identity. Um, another part is I'm a musician, so I play the piano. I played it for many years of my life. And of course, I'm very much passionate about classical music and listening to music in general. And uh, my two other big parts of my identity, I guess, are my two organizations. So um, one of them is the Sapien and the other one is the Qatar Youth Power Conference. Great, thank you. Can you tell us a bit more about some of your passions and interests? Sure, of course. So um, in addition to those, I'm also uh, really passionate about basically just using my privilege and my position of being uh, financially stable and not having had any um, sort of struggles or hardships in my life to in order to help others and use what I'm uh, my skills and abilities and my resources in order to uplift others and empower others. So I'm involved with like other organizations in Qatar, for instance, um, I'm a youth advocate for education above all, uh, because I'm very much passionate about fighting for education for more people around the world, because I believe that is um, not a privilege and it's a right for all. Um, in addition, I'm an ambassador for several organizations uh, for Doha debates um, and also for the ASEAN youth organization, because as a Malaysian, I also want to use my um, citizenship as a sort of platform in order to uh, impact more people. And so that, that's just a bit of what else I do in a nutshell. But I think the two biggest things which I'm involved in are the aforementioned organizations that I founded. Well, that's great to hear, you know, coming from a standpoint of understanding that you have privilege and working towards you know, helping others who might not. That's something that's really amazing and something very reflective that you're doing. Can you tell us a bit more about the Sapien and the Qatar Youth Conference, which you founded both of those? Mm -hmm, sure, of course. So um, the Sapien is this um, youth organization that I founded um, it last year in August 2020. Um, and it's basically this international youth 
organization that is dedicated to uniting students all over the world in a shared passion for learning and meaningful discussion through hosting um, discussions on the human centered. So what we do is every Saturday we sit down together on a Zoom uh, session and we, we discuss and have interactive conversations on different issues which are concerning humanity and society. So this ranges from anything like philosophical questions to uh, societal issues that are currently plaguing our, our world. So it's a really broad range. And so there's always everything, anything there for everyone. And what we do um, is because we're on Zoom completely, and a lot of organizations sometimes see that as negative because, of course, uh, the pandemic has made a lot of people obviously move online. But I think that's the thing which makes us special because we're able to reach people from all over the world. And the fact that people bring so many different diverse perspectives from their own backgrounds and experiences to the table and to our conversations makes it so eye opening in the experience of uh, people who may have not um, lived in those countries or met people from those countries meeting online and having these really interesting discussions is something which I and also the participants have really um, enjoyed and treasured. So that's a bit of what we do in a nutshell. And um, initially, I guess the um, as opposed to a lot of other um, success stories you hear online of other people who, let's say, uh, within a week or a month, they've reached um, huge heights with their organizations and with so many people on Instagram followers and um, already like really going with their progress. I think for mine, it really taught me the importance of being patient and pushing through because for about four months, we had virtually no progress and it was at the beginning really difficult to find that motivation to continue when it didn't look like many people were interested but then after speaking to more and and also back then it was only myself and i didn't have a team with me but after speaking to more people i realized that there are people who do believe in what we're capable of and our potential so after pushing through for a while and uh bringing some more people on the team we were able to bring it to brand new heights, which I could have only dreamed of last year or so. And now we've we've reached, um, I think, about over 30 countries with uh, people not only from those countries, but physically there, like living there. Uh, in addition, we've reached about 150 plus um, individual participants who join our sessions. A lot of them like return ones. So that, of course, means they're really much enjoying our sessions. Um, in addition, we've also had uh, more than 20 uh, sessions with um, also bring, bringing in guest speakers for some of them to share their expertise if they're experienced in that field. And um, so, yeah, that's just a bit of um, some of our milestones and achievements over the months. But I think that um, just founding that really taught me so many important lessons that I were then later to use in founding the Qatar Youth Power Conference and all my other involvements. Yeah, that sounds incredible. You're doing such amazing things. And I really like how you brought up the point of the key of patience. You know, a lot of times when we hear about these people doing really big things, it seems like they're always being successful, but that really isn't reality. So I really like how you touched on that. What inspired you to start the Sapien and the Qatar Youth Conference? Um, so for the Sapien, I think my inspiration stemmed from the fact that I was really passionate about interest and interested about the degree I was applying for for university at the time, which was the human sciences, which I'm now pursuing. And basically what that degree is, is an interdisciplinary course combining biology and the social sciences to study humans and society. So 
Uh, we would study everything from the life sciences like genetics and physiology to the social sciences like anthropology, sociology, and um, all focus on us um, as a species and our society as a whole. And But the problem was that around me, I didn't really have that um, group of people who was really interested in talking about things like this or exploring these passions with me. And there was no one really applying for a similar degree that I was friends with or in my circle. So the, the desire to connect with more people who were like minded, like myself, drove me to find them, made possible, uh, drove me to get the idea that maybe I could find them online because that was around the time, the height of the pandemic, at least in Qatar, and there were obviously lockdowns um, in place and restrictions. And so that's why I thought possibly I could find them online. And that's how I thought of the Zoom aspect and uh, how it ultimately led to the fact that we can reach people from all over the world. So there is my inspiration for that. And for the Qatar Youth Power Conference, um, I'll just give a bit of like background to what it is first. So uh, it's basically, um, the first and only student-initiated conference in Qatar to develop, connect, and empower the youth of Qatar to positively impact their communities through learning from the nation's brightest change makers. So what we did was organize this two-day online event, bringing together the nation's biggest and most high-profile um, innovators, change makers, leaders in um, a whole range of fields, in a series of workshops and interactive sessions, panel discussions, and all of that, um, for the students and youth of Qatar to give them that pl platform to learn directly from the people they admire and in are, are inspired by. Because And basically my inspiration for that was because um, around April this year, I was um, in my room, like just scrolling around online, looking for different online events I could attend and conferences and things because a lot of them were online uh, because the pandemic was still really um difficult in a lot of countries and so I realized the number that were online but the fact was that all of them were based um, in other countries like a lot of them were in the US or the UK and none of them were really based here in Qatar and none were almost no, um, none of the conferences here were founded and put together by students and they're mainly by uh, other organizations who just came and did that for us so I thought because there's this gap here in the, this environment, um, possibly I could feel that. And so I spoke to a bunch of friends if they were interested in putting it together with me. And after uh, two months, we were able to uh, garner enough guest speakers and partners and sponsors in order to create it and make it a reality. So that's a bit about the Qatar Youth Power Conference. Yeah, that sounds great and really amazing that you took that initiative to do that. You saw a need in your country and decided to take charge of that. So I think that's super amazing. Personally, what would you say your biggest accomplishment is so far? Hmm, I think my biggest accomplishment, I mean, to uh, the outsider may not sound very big or or amazing, but I think it's the fact that I learned to believe in myself and what I'm capable of doing because uh, prior to all of this, um, probably maybe um, 13, 14 months ago, just over a year ago, uh, besides maybe um, doing a bit of uh, piano stuff and maybe uh, being good at academics, there wasn't really much I was doing. And I didn't think I was the kind of person to do this sort of thing at all. I always thought it was for the other people and that I was not one of them. But after uh, just believing that with my passion I could and, and hard work, I could take 
uh, the sapien or whatever it is that I was passionate about forward and bringing it to new heights, just believing that I could possibly try and do that really changed my outlook on everything and realized that so much is possible if you just believe in yourself, as, as cringy as that sounds, because it really is more powerful than you'd think, because the only person stopping you from doing all of that is yourself. Because, um, for instance, like the Qatari Power Conference, um, we at the beginning, we were all very daunted by the fact that we were trying to bring these people who were who were nationally very famous and would only do events for payment of a lot of money and would only do them for obviously big grants and events. So we were completely lost in how we could possibly get these people. But with a bit of hard work and asking around and connections, we were able to do just that. And so that's why I think after, especially the, the conference, it really taught me that if you put your heart and soul into something and just believe that it could work it probably can so i think that's my biggest achievement just learning to be confident in what i'm able to do and where that could take me yes i love that you know so many times you it's really materialistic or very tangible accomplishments but i love how you mentioned that believing in yourself was one of your biggest because that is something that I think everyone struggles with in a sense and overcoming that is really big. So thank you for sharing. In your opinion, what challenges have you come across in creating your projects or in starting them or going through them? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest challenge for, for both of them, and I think still for anything I, I start and embark on is the fact that because it's sort of uncharted waters and I, I've never done it before. Maybe my circle or my family and friends haven't. The the idea of just stepping into the unknown and not really knowing what you're meant to do is is a challenge. But at the same time, it's really invigorating because once you're eight, you you figure out how to do it. It's the greatest feeling. For instance, um, last year I had to learn how to. Uh, this is, a, I mean, a small smaller example, but I had to learn how to put together a website with like a website builder. I, I can't code, but um, with just a simple website builder, um, I had to learn how to do that myself. And even just something as small as that. Um, of course, I didn't really have anyone to ask, but the and so that was a challenge definitely at times. Um, but then with the help, obviously, of the internet and some uh, really helpful and supportive people that I could find um, online or elsewhere, I, I was then um, able to do that. And so I think it, it, while it is a challenge, it's really rewarding when you're able to overcome that. And so, for instance, a couple of months ago, I had to write some uh, sponsorship proposals for the uh, conference to uh, reach out to some real big companies here. And uh, obviously there are not many like teenagers would know how to do such a thing. And I didn't either. And not, none of the people in my team did, but I think uh, this is linking sort of back to the thing I was talking about earlier about just believing in yourself and sort of taking a fake it till you make it attitude, but then eventually you won't need to fake it anymore because then you'll, you'll learn how to do those things and realize that it is not that difficult once you try it. So. Um, I think that, yeah, the challenge uh, for all of this is the fact is the unknown and not knowing where to start. But in the end, it's totally worth it. Yeah, sounds great. For you, what plans and goals do you have for the future? Um, I think goals and plans. Well, I don't really have a defined um, 
occupation or dream job yet, which is why I chose the human sciences because it's such a broad course and uh, it really allows me to go into so many different fields and that's what I love about it. So I'll probably hopefully know by second or third year, but um, what I do want to have in whatever uh, career field I go into is something where it can use um, like my abilities or resources in order to help others and in uh, particularly for education, but it uh, pretty much is open to any humanitarian um, issues or um, problems facing society because, of course, human sciences is definitely linked with um, us as humans. And so I hope to be able to use what I learned from the degree in order to help others. That's like the main uh, core of what I would like, but I'm still undecided on the specifics of it for now. Yeah, for sure. And then if you could see any change being made in the world, what would you like to see? I think um, it's doesn't it's not that um, not so much like a big societal change where everyone suddenly like boycott something or, or anything like that. What I would like to see is if more students like like you and I became more interested in um, sort of just taking initiative and doing something for the good of society, I think, is something I would like to see. Um, and I think because uh, although it may sound a bit small compared to maybe answers like, oh, I want the, the world to have no more wars or no more hunger or um, no more uh, disease or things like that, I think the first step is for students like um, you and I and other high schoolers to become more interested in uh, helping others. And so because of that, they'll be able to take action for those issues in the world. And so um, it's just sort of taking a more indirect approach, but I think it's more sustainable in the end because people actually care about these things and want to make a change. Yeah, I love that. And I think that is also something super important that people don't really think of right away. But I think definitely through the pandemic, I've seen so many different students take on different initiatives. It's been really inspiring and great to see. So I'm really glad to see that in our youth today. And then finally, our last question for you is, what advice do you have for other youth who want to start a big project? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is, it sort of links back to a few things I've mentioned previously, but I think it's that anything is possible if you believe in yourself and have the passion to do it and you care about it that those two things just um hard work and passion because um and i think it's something that a lot of us should realize that although we're young and we're youth and we're students there is so much that we can do and we're actually capable of um contrary to what um other people may say that oh um for instance, uh, reaching out for sponsorships is not, it's not our job, it's, it's for other people, or doing this sort of thing, it, it was wait till you're older, or wait till you study for the degree first. No, I think there's no better time than now, and if you care enough about it, and you're willing to put in the work, you can definitely achieve anything, no matter how big or small. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for being on today's episode. That is the end of today's episode of So She Can Speak. Before we go, do you want to share some of your social channels for the Sapien Nikatari Youth Power Conference? 
Sure, of course. I would love for um, all the listeners to go check us out and maybe get involved with us. So um, I think we are most active on Instagram for both of them. So for the Sapien, it's just at the Sapien underscore O-R-G. And for Qatar Youth Power Conference, it is at Qatar Youth Power and no, no underscores or anything for that. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you're watching this on YouTube, all the links to their socials will be in our description. Make sure to make sure to subscribe to Sochi Kansas' channel, like this video, and comment down below your thoughts. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us, Natalie. It was so great getting to speak with you and hear your insight. You're doing such amazing things, and I wish nothing but the best for you in your future. Can't wait to see what else you accomplish. Thank you so much for your time and invitation.